Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today in the studio, we have Aaron Stewart-Hill, owner of Lois Pearl Boutique. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? They have a virtual two-part workshop series coming up. And it's called Fusion? Fusion. Shouldn't it be called Fission? I don't know. This is not a science podcast. (laughs) This is not Science Friday. It's fine. So it's Fusion Leading Multi-Generational Teams. Yes. It will be Wednesday, November 18th, and Thursday, November 19th, from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock each day. Who's presenting this? It'll be Mitch Isaacs and Tisha Gerhardt. Oh, Mitch. Our favorites. And Tisha. Yes. Awesome. It's a hands-on journey to a better understanding of generational differences. That sounds easy. Well, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to learn about the greatest generation, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, and now Generation Z. Do you think they say Gen Z like we say Gen X? Probably. But Gen Z, that sounds like it's like some like Pokemon or something. Don't you think? Well, you'll find out in Fusion, <laughs> which is happening Wednesday, November 18th and Thursday, November 19th. What will they learn? You're going to learn an appreciation for each of the major generational groups active in the workplace today. We might be a little biased when we say that Gen X is the best, but you know, you can make your own judgment call there. You'll gain an overview of the challenges and opportunities multi-generational teams present. You'll learn insights regarding the worldview, needs, and skill sets of various generations, and you'll gain an understanding of how to facilitate effective collaboration among multi-generational group members. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio today, we have Aaron Stewart-Hill, owner of Lewis Pearl in Yorktown. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. No problem. Now, tell me all about Lewis Pearl because I have no clue. Oh, goodness. So <laughs> we are a boutique for women um, located right in downtown Yorktown. We're in the old original bank space. I love the history of our building. It does still say Yorktown Banking Company above our window, and we have the old bank vault in the back of the store. So it evokes a lot of memories for people in the town. We cater to kind of dressy, casual style um, women really anywhere from ages 25 on up. Um, we have a lot of mothers who come in and shop with their daughters as well. And we carry sizes small through 3X. So a little bit of everything for everybody. Absolutely. A passion of mine is to support women-owned businesses. So one of the things that I'm really proud of is several of the lines that we carry are made in Indiana, and they're also women-owned. So we have a high-end jewelry line um, from a designer named Emily Kai. She's from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we're so proud to partner with her. Um, We have a line of body care products, goat's milk, soaps, and lotions. And it's um, by my friend Kelly. She lives in Elwood, Indiana. And then um, we have several other 
Indiana lines as well, candles, scents, perfumes. So it's a lot of fun being able to not only have my own business, but be able to support other women in business as well. That's awesome. Now, do you do any online commerce at all at this point? We do. Our website is loispearl.com. So we keep it pretty simple. Um, and we keep a very wide array of our products there online. One of the things that we just got rolling in our online store is now we actually have some videos to accompany our products. So if there's a pair of jeans and you're wondering how they fit, there'll be a video accompanying it, letting you know kind of how, how we feel they fit and giving you more information, which is really cool. Oh, that's very helpful. Because you, know, you look at a pair of jeans on your line, you're like, now do these like really fit like this size or <laughs> do they really stretch they the way really they say stretch? they stretch that's yeah. important are they i get it like they say they are i don't know so that's awesome so lois pearl what's behind the yeah, name what's behind got the it name? <laughs> i get that question a lot so the business was named for my grandmother and great-grandmother so my great-grandmother was pearl she and my great-grandfather moved to yorktown in 1913 and started our family farm and then Lois was my grandmother. She and my grandfather had a flower shop on Kilgore, Jim Stewart's flower shop. And I spent a lot of time in there growing up. So two important women in my life who were both entrepreneurs in their own respect. The business actually got started about 11 years ago. We were living in Indianapolis at the time. My daughter was born, who's Evelyn Lois, and I started making clothing for her. I was a 10-year 4-H'er and had sewn my whole life and always enjoyed it. And that actually grew into my own clothing line for girls and for women. And I was selling wholesale around the country as well as online. So when we moved back to Yorktown, my husband said, your sewing stuff is not moving into this new home. You need a space in town. And so I moved into what is now our boutique space, actually, as a sewing studio. Oh, okay. Um, and just was really fortunate. Local friends and family were requesting to shop. And that first holiday season was really good for us. And uh, it's it's just been very customer-driven all the way through. I always say it's it's a really happy accident that we've turned into the boutique that we're at, we are today. It was never my vision, I guess, but um, it was just through a lot of customer support and support of the town and their requests that we are what we are today. Now coming up is the busy season, getting towards Christmas. Tell us about that. It is. So um, it's always like old home week for us. We see a lot of customers this time of year that maybe don't pop in. Um, in the off season, lots of husbands and relatives from out of town. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's a really a two month long celebration in the storefront. We love it. We love helping people find gifts that have really special meaning. Um, kind of one of the bonuses that has come out of COVID for us is we've been able to really personalize gifts for our customers. We've kind of adapted the way that some of them shop. So we'll do FaceTime shopping sessions. We do a lot of live videos, a lot of custom gift bundles, and we're always happy to put things in the mail for customers too. So we're trying to help everybody really customize and personalize that shopping and gifting experience this year. Now it's COVID year. So tell us how COVID <laughs> yeah. has affected your business, <laughs> if at all. Um, it definitely has some. We were really fortunate that we did have a website presence before COVID hit. And we did have a pretty good communication channel through social media, as well as through a texting and email program with our customers. So that made it really easy mm -hmm. to stay in touch with them. Um, in addition, we just have the most supportive customer base. They are just dear to us. They're definitely like family. I always warn them that if you become a customer, you'll probably become my friend. <laughs> which I really have <laughs> well, found some, so of my, yeah, some of my some of my best friends through the storefront. So I'm fortunate 
fortunate in that. So they've just really continued to support us. And um, we've adapted all the way through and they've adapted along with us everywhere from, you know, curbside pickup days to shipping to um, delivery around town, which we did during the shutdown. And we're actually going to bring that back for November and December. Um, I've got a couple girls that are going to do local delivery in the Yorktown area for us for free. Again, to really try to customize it and make it as easy and effortless as possible for our customers to be able to gift this season. I think it really, we all need to focus on um, just enjoying the season and making it as, as enjoyable and effortless as possible. So we're doing our best to help our customers. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like you're a Yorktown person. I am. I'm a Yorktown native. Um, I grew up in the farmhouse that my great grandparents moved into. Okay. My parents still live in that house today. So um, I'm a farmer's daughter. We do farm along with my parents very part time. We raise cattle and our children are really involved in 4-H. I married my husband, Matt, who was my college sweetheart. We have two kiddos. Evie and Nate. As a family, we spend a lot of time in the barn. That's something that we absolutely love. My customers know that. And a lot of them know where we live. So (laughs) when we, um, in the spring, have baby calves in our pasture, they'll come by and visit the cattle. Uh, That's just a big part of my life and something that I enjoy sharing with them. Where did you go to college at? I went to Purdue University, and I was actually an agricultural economics major. Okay. (laughs) All right. So this farming is definitely right up your alley. (laughs) It is. It is. Absolutely. Okay, great. Well, we also live in a old farmhouse where Matt's parents lived and all of grandparents and all that kind of stuff. So we understand the... The farmhouse life. The farmhouse. I love it. Somebody (laughs) asked me last week, do you think you guys are ever going to like sell the house and move? And I'm like, number one, no, because we like it where we live. Number two, we can't because it's like historical and like our family would lose their minds if we sold it. Now I have four kids. So the likelihood of one of them hopefully taking it over while we go move to Florida or Arizona (laughs) or something is (laughs) high on my list. Well, Adia says she is taking it over for sure. Our our six-year-old, she's like, well, this will be my house. I'm like, okay, good. Oh, (laughs) I love that. I think it's so neat when your kiddos can have um, that same sense of belonging and those same roots that you grew up with. So I totally understand that. We live actually around the corner out in the country, uh, not far from the family farm and our property backs to the back of our family's farm Mm -hmm. uh, all along the White River. So my kiddos run back and forth to grandma and grandpa's. If they don't like the snacks that we have, they suddenly appear at grandma and grandpa's house because their snacks are normally better than ours. (laughs) We have two farm fields between us. So you you see the house. You know how that goes. So when the corn's (laughs) down, she can just run over to Nana's. That's a wonderful way to grow up. It is very nice. Now, it was bad one time when she... I think she, Zeus, thought... She was three. She was three. she just disappeared. She disappeared. And I was like, where did she go? And she saw Matt walking through the yard from his walk around the farm or whatever. And so she was going to go find him and and say hi. But she thought he went over to Aunt Violet's next door. So she walked the two farm fields over to the aunt's house next door. She was three. Aunt Violet wasn't (laughs) there. And she just, Matt found her after we lost our minds. Uh, And she was just sitting on the steps crying because she's like, I just wanted to see dad and his (laughs) So, yeah, we we understand how all that goes. So what do you and the family like to do for fun? Well, um, as I said earlier, we actually spend a lot of time out in the barn. We're we're very outdoorsy. We love to be outside, and we're fortunate to be on White River, and we have a lot of wooded properties. So we spend a lot of time hiking and enjoying the river, um, as well as farming. 
And then um, we have a small little herd of goats. So okay. we're attempting to start to raise baby goats this winter. So wish us luck. <laughs> um, but they're a lot of fun. So we spend time with them. And then we are really fortunate to show cattle year round with a great group of friends. And that's a pretty time intensive activity. Oh, yeah. So any evening, we're in the barn about two to three hours as a family at night. Uh, we always joke that we eat dinner way later than any of, <laughs> of my children's friends, families do. Their poor friends come over and they're like, is it please dinner time? Yeah, we eat about nine or 10 o'clock at night. But it's the way I grew up and I absolutely love it. Uh, I married a farm boy, so it's just kind of in our blood. Uh, I can't imagine doing anything different. So it takes a lot of our free time, and it's a great, great life. Awesome. Now your goats, are they fainting goats? Because or... <laughs> those are my favorite. I think those are so cute. <laughs> they are not fainting goats, but I am infatuated by fainting goats. I'll be honest. No, ours are boar goats, okay. um, and they're all former 4-H animals. So they're really more like dogs. If they... Goats are notorious for getting out all the time. They're really hard to contain. And whenever ours get out, we'll wake up in the morning and be drinking coffee. And they'll be like staring in the windows <laughs> at us. Like, hey, guys, is it time to play yet? Here we are. So they're pretty tame. Awesome. I keep telling Matt that we need to get goats. But no uh, goats. No he's goats. not on board. They okay. are such a good project for the kids. You know, the cattle are... Ours are finally, our kids are finally old enough that they can do a lot of the cattle work on their own. But especially when your children are younger, the goats are such a good project. They don't eat very much. They're easy. They're kind of like dogs. Well, we, we tried chickens and I ended up taking care of yeah, the Yeah, they were going to be my chickens, but then they ended up being Matt's chickens. Oh, yeah. that happens. But uh, chickens are hard to keep alive because lots of things think they're yummy. So mm -hmm. yes. yes. Yeah, I don't know that chickens would work out so well for us where we're at. We haven't ever attempted that one. Yeah. So what organizations and other things are you involved in? So we are a member of the Yorktown Chamber of Commerce. Um, I'm also a member of the Boutique Hub, which is a network of boutiques. Most of them are women-owned, but not all, uh, across the country. And that has been a real blessing with my business. I always say sometimes being an entrepreneur, it's a little like you're your own island. Mm -hmm. um, and that has just been a fantastic resource, wonderful idea sharing, and I've made a lot of friends through that network. Um, and then I'm pretty heavily involved in our local 4-H program. We actually show in Madison County. That's where I grew up showing. My dad was really involved in Purdue Extension my whole childhood. And so that's always kind of been our, our home county and our home fair. So now that we're back, um, I have 4-Hers in Madison County, and I'm volunteering as a parent. Awesome. I have to say, I'm a Madison County person, too. So <gasps> oh, I am good. a little biased. I was not in 4-H, but <laughs> the Madison County 4-H Fair is the best 4-H Fair, I have to say. I'm like, a little biased, I but biased. I have to I agree. Now, do they hold that in Alexandria? <laughs> yeah, they do okay. at the Kiwanis. Yep, that's, that's, where, where, at the that's, that's my hometown. That's my hometown. That's where okay, I grew up. Okay, good. So. You did grow up going to the fair then. Oh, that's yes, awesome. It was a big deal. So <laughs> Matt takes me to like the, far, the Randolph County Fair. I'm like, well, this is not the same. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have rides. It doesn't have it rides. Has animals and the barn you walk through to get oh, all the swag. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every every county has a personality and every county is a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I'm biased to the Madison County it Fair. Is. It's, it's the best. It's just home. When we moved back, you know, that was where I grew up. My dad was the um, extension educator in Madison County. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I spent all my childhood at that fairgrounds. Yeah. And then when oh, yeah. we moved back to Indiana, we kind of moved around the Midwest after graduating college. We moved back to Indiana and I got roped into volunteering by all my friends who had stayed in the county. And mm -hmm. so that's just, that's our spot. So between college and the store, where all have you been? Well, we spent about 12 years doing what we like to call our Midwestern tour. Okay. So I graduated from Purdue where I met my husband. 
Um, but he had graduated a year ahead of me and was living in Illinois at the time. And upon graduation, I actually took a position in Kansas City uh, with Hormel's food service division. Oh, so cool. a lot of my background is actually in food and in particular on the protein side. So I worked for Hormel for a while in Kansas City and then Omaha. And then my husband and I got tired of flying between Omaha and Decatur, Illinois. So we got <laughs> married and I moved to Illinois where he was and actually went to graduate school at University of Illinois studying international agribusiness and did a lot of work with the Illinois Center for Soy Foods and the Soybean Council and did a lot of research actually in Mexico City for my thesis project. And then um, after that, we moved back to Kansas City. Matt took a position out there and we kind of did our Kansas City round two. And I worked for Cisco Food Services and called on restaurants, helped them with their menu planning. And then we were fortunate enough to be able to move back to central Indiana and lived in Fishers for a while, where I still worked in the food service industry. I actually sold beef and pork for a cooperative of farmers, and we sold those products to high-end restaurants in the Indianapolis and greater central Indiana area. And I was doing that part-time when my daughter was born, and then Lois Pearl started, and that just kind of took off. Now, what would you tell younger people things you learned along the way. What's the major takeaways from from your life story so far? I think it's always great to have a vision of where you want to go, but you have to be flexible along the way. I always say that the boutique has been a really happy accident. Um, I think somebody had a greater plan for me on that one. If you had ever asked me when I was in college, if that's what I was going to do when I grew up, I would have said, no way, I'm going to you know, work for a big ag corporation, but it's just where life has taken me. And I'm so thankful for that. So I think it's really important to have a vision of where you want to go. But I think you also need to always be open to opportunities along the way. Awesome. That's good advice. So tell me something that's on your bucket list. Oh my goodness, my bucket list. My husband would laugh at this one, but I love snow so much. I'm a total winter kid. I love sledding. And we have a um, family lake home up near near Sleeping Bear Dunes in Michigan, Traverse City area, but we just go up in the winter. Our cottage is not winterized. But on my bucket list, if you've ever been to Sleeping Bear Dunes, it's this giant sand dune on Lake Michigan up there. In the winter, you can sled down it. And I so want to go up there someday around Christmas time and go sledding. But I'm not sure my husband thinks that's like the most fun thing he's ever thought of. But I would love to sled down this giant sand dune. I think it'd be so fun. I think the sledding down would be fun, but you have to get the to getting the top up would the be problem. the challenge. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> I like some of those dunes, <laughs> and I don't think that's fun. And we yeah. told that story. We uh, told that story, and I thought I we, might die. We went up to uh, what Indiana Dunes, yeah. and we climbed a, a couple of the dunes, and she about didn't make it that sand is a <laughs> workout is like no other yes you see those people at the top you think oh i'll be up there in five minutes and it's or it feels like you've been climbing forever and then you turn around and think that's all the further i've gotten <laughs> i know it, it's tough and of course my I kids understand. were like up there in two seconds mm-hmm. come on you can make it i'm like don't talk to yeah. me those young little legs <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. So number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? Need to Breathe. Really? Really. Okay. I'm a wedding DJ on the side. And oh, you are? A lot of couples are requesting Need to Breathe songs for are their they first really? dance or, you know, before the ceremony and stuff. Oh, uh, you know, we started listening to them when they had like one song out. My brother called me and was like, I think you'll like this band. You need to start listening to them. And we were fortunate enough to see them in concert and some really cool 
smaller venues, which is always my favorite thing. And I just, I love how musical they are. My kids love their music. It's, I don't know. I'm a country girl at heart, total country music girl at heart, but Need to Breathe is my go-to. Okay. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm definitely a morning girl. Okay. You have to be when you're a farm farm kid. You kind of have to be. That's true. Because that gets instilled (laughs) in you. It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Coffee with the cows in the morning. That's my favorite. Have you ever met anyone famous? We had the opportunity to go on a few trips, actually, with my husband's work with um, several of the members of Sawyer Brown. If you're an old country oh, fan, yeah. Yeah. Sawyer Brown. The race is on. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Matt so, is a DJ at heart. <laughs> so, yeah, Mark Miller was involved in some product or projects with my husband, kind of spreading the agriculture message and was on several of those trips with us. And then his um, brother-in-law actually is his producer, Frank Miller. And then his sister-in-law, Kelly, is from Cowan, it turns out, and has become a dear friend to us. So all roads lead back to Indiana, I guess. That's cool. That's cool. What is your guilty pleasure? Coffee. I love coffee. I drink it all day long. It doesn't matter how hot it is outside. I'll drink a hot cup of coffee at 3 o'clock every day now do you have a favorite coffee or are you like a Folgers girl I'm so boring I love dark roast it has to be dark roast and I just love a little bit of cream in it I actually don't care for sweet drinks at all so coffee with cream okay (laughs) what's your favorite movie Elf Elf is a favorite in our family I'm not we're not huge movie watchers especially me but we'll watch Elf year round I love Elf it's it's, you gotta love Buddy Buddy the Elf what's what's your favorite color (laughs) What's your hidden talent? I'm really good at nursing animals back to health. I know that sounds a little strange, but we, um, most of my adult life, I have fostered for animal rescue organizations. When we were in Kansas City, especially, we fostered over 100 dogs and puppies through our home and would get really bad abuse and neglect cases. And um, I always felt like we were pretty good at nursing them back to health. I think that's just the farm girl in me and there's just something so satisfying about an animal that's been you know just sad and neglected and seeing them find their perfect forever family that's just so wonderful i'm fortunate a lot of those families still stay in touch with us today it's incredible do you ever get like so attached to them you're like i don't want to give you up you know i always tell people and it was so true every time we had an animal ready to go to a new home there was always another one in the shelter that i knew i was going to pull right Mm -hmm. away so their job was to go on and be in a happy home that was not ours to, you know, yeah. <laughs> to move on so that we could save another one. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Do you sing in the shower? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> what, what about the car? Uh, yes. In the car. I do love my music. Now, country or throwbacks? Um, A lot of country, actually. I'm a Spotify junkie, and we have our own Spotify playlist that we play in the barn, and that's a pretty good one for singing in the car as well. So, (laughs) Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. I am not a sci-fi girl (laughs) at all. I'm not either, so I I get it. Thank you. I'm not alone. (laughs) What's the most used emoji on your phone? Either, it's probably a tie between, I really love the two little pink hearts. I just think they're happy. Or the little smiley face that doesn't have teeth, but has like rosy cheeks. Okay. You're, I think somebody else said that the other, the yeah, other day Yeah, what do you too. call that one though? I don't know. Blushing? Blushing maybe? Blushing. Maybe okay. blushing. I'm not sure. I did realize one time my friends had to call me out because I thought I was, what was it? I thought I was using the sad emoji for certain things, and it was really the sweaty emoji. I think I used the sweaty <laughs> emoji for like two years before somebody actually Where told me like, what, what 
that's like one little teardrop kind of yeah, off to the side. Yeah. yeah, so I may be like not the best person with emojis. I don't that's know. all right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. The elections are over. Yeah, we don't know the results yet, but... The ballots are in. (laughs) Still being counted counted. at the time we record this, but... Yes, by the time you hear this on Tuesday, hopefully, maybe we know. I don't know. But we thought maybe (laughs) we needed a little escapism. Yes. At the farmhouse a while, like a couple days ago. <laughs> and we did. We sat down. We watched the movie Holiday. Yes. <laughs> with Emma Roberts, who <laughs> used to be on Nickelodeon, I believe. And did she? I have a CD that she produced back in the early 2000s. Of like Nickelodeon music or something? Yes. She had a show all to herself. Oh, I forget what the show was. Was it the called. Emma Roberts show? It, it might have been. I have no idea. I didn't. Anyway, we've seen her recently on American Horror Story. Oh, yes. We've been watching uh, all the camping one. What, uh, 1984. 1984. And mm, the jury's out on that. We'll see. It, exactly. We're not done. <laughs> We're not done with that one yet. But we watched this romantic <laughs> comedy. Now, historically, I hate rom-coms. I am not a feely kind of person. Neither am I. I would rather watch action, adventure, comedy, horror, blood and gut, like pretty much anything other but than rom-coms. a rom-com. Yes. Maybe sci-fi might be worse than a rom-com, but that's about it. Okay, so Facebook advertising got me because I think it was Facebook or Instagram, one of the two, shows a video clip of Emma Roberts and this man, he loses a finger. She has to run him to the hospital. <laughs> it's full of slapstick and terrible comedy. It's very funny. And uh, that got me. I yeah. was like, well, I'll just I'll just start it while Angie was up putting uh, uh, Zuzu to bed. Yeah. She comes down. I, there I am. I'm watching a Rob com. I'm like, w- you're watching The Holiday? What? And what? I'm like, I'm watching a comedy. Yeah. Not thinking it would be, uh, because of the clip I saw, I didn't think it'd be a romantic You thought it comedy. was more like bridesmaids kinds of humor. Exactly. Yes, so. which is good. And I like that. But, and whatever. So I came downstairs. You're watching holiday and i'm like really this is what we're doing so we we watched that and you know what it was funny it was very funny <laughs> it was not your typical rom-com now it did turn into yes, the romantic right comedy the right end. at the end they smack you with they it they play like the sud strings and the whatever and like blah, <laughs> and everybody falls in love but whatever it's fine so i thought today we would talk about rom-coms and some of the ones that we actually did like yes or didn't like i don't know and you may have your personal favorite out there. Of course, tell us. Yes, let message us know. Us. Message us. Call our number. Let us know. Text us. However you want to get a message to us. So what uh, What? What are some of your favorite okay. rom-coms? So my... Okay. Favorite is a stretch. But I, <laughs> I really do like 50 First Dates. And I know it is dumb. It is Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. It is the dumbest movie ever. But it is actually very good. <laughs> And we will have to watch this sometime together because I have never watched it all the way through. I've caught bits and pieces, of course, on TV. As now that I say around. it's good, you're going to think it's terrible. Absolutely. I'm sure it's terrible. It's a 90s rom-com at that. Well, I think that's or was all... it early 2000s? Uh, I, think I think it was 90s. It I think it was late I think 90s. all the good movies were like 90s rom-coms. I don't know. I also like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Now, that's one with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. He doesn't say that in that movie, but... <laughs> no, I bet not. <laughs> no. And that other girl. Who was in Almost Famous. Yes, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yeah, that one. What's her name? 
Oh, you guys are all probably yelling at your phones right now, but okay. And her, it wasn't bad. It's, like, it's our love fern. You don't know what that means, but it's in the movie. Now, around that same time, The Wedding Singer came out. And oh. I did enjoy that with Drew Barrymore, who I like Drew Barrymore. I know you do. I'm, Ever I'm, since she was in E.T. So. E.T. phone home. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing a theme. We've got Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler <laughs> in, a lot of, in several of these right now. Wedding Singer, what's the... Want to grow old with you? Yeah. At least that on the plane. And love stinks. Oh yeah, but that's not, <laughs> that's not a good song. Anyway, that one's good. While you were sleeping, did you? Ever no, watch I that? never watched that one. That's Sandra Bullock, right? That is Sandra Bullock right. and Bill Some Paxton. Guy. Bill, one of the Bills, I think. Bill maybe? Paxton. Game over. Game over, man. No, maybe it's not Bill Paxton. No, no. I don't think it was. I think it was the other Bill. Pullman. Who was in, Bill uh, Pullman. Independence Day, right? Yeah. Okay. That one. Anyway, funny story about while you were sleeping. When I first got my first apartment in college with a couple of my roommates. Off campus. Off campus of Bible College campus. We had moved in. We didn't have any cable. And there was a big snowstorm, ice storm or whatever, that like shut everything down in Ohio for like days. And we didn't get reception. We didn't have cable. And the only movie we had in the house to watch was While You Were Sleeping. So I have seen it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It was on repeat. It was on repeat. On a tape. (laughs) It's like a Christmas story on uh, on Christmas Day. It's yeah. just on repeat. It was just on loop, and we watched <laughs> we watched it a lot. Another one I enjoyed. Uh, now this one's even earlier in the '90s. Might even be the '80s, but Moonstruck. I don't even know what share. I don't even know what that and, is. And uh, that one guy. That one. Nicholas Cage. He didn't have an arm, or he didn't have a, a hand? hand. Yeah. Oh. You'll have to watch it sometime. I I guarantee you, I'm not watching that. Pretty Woman. That one's good. Is that a rom com? I would. It's a comedy, and yeah, it's romantic. It's, I suppose it's romantic. I wasn't allowed to watch that as a youngster. Shocker! I know some of my favorite pop songs come come from that movie. Really, like what? Like unknown pop songs. Yeah. Oh, okay. King of wishful thinking. Come on. Okay. I don't even know who's singing. All right. I just remember playing that all the time. <laughs> all right, Mr. DJ. <laughs> Hope floats. Hope floats. That's oh, a good one. Yes, That's another Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah, and that guy who sings real good. Harry Connick Jr. Exactly. Mm, gotta love some Harry Connick Jr. And the one girl who, she was little in that movie. Now she's like a grown-up. Uh, Mae Whitman. Okay. She, not... you will know her. She was in Parenthood, which you didn't watch either, and a bunch of stuff. Anyway, oh. you people out there in podcast land, you'll know what I'm talking about. Now, I would call The Princess Bride a rom-com as well. You it's, would? A com- it's more of a comedy it's... than romantic, but it's romantic because he gets the girl in the love end, right? Love to love. Love is what brings us together. <laughs> you know, funny story about that. I had not watched that until Bible college. Yeah. Where somehow they were watching it in my dorm, which is weird because we weren't allowed to watch anything. But apparently they were allowed to watch that. And they were watching it on Valentine's Day, which happened to be my very first date with my now ex-husband. And he was running late because, shocker, should have known <laughs> uh, this was not going to bode well for the future because he's late for everything. Or he was. I don't know if he still is. Anyway, so I was sitting there waiting for him to come pick me up on my very first date. He was like super late and I was o- watching in the common room in the lobby uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> maybe that's why I don't like it. Maybe that's why it's not my favorite movie. <laughs> How about something about Mary? I don't know that that's a com- like a rom com. I don't. Well, I just remember it being a comedy. I mean, it is. I mean, funny. it's a comedy. It's good. I like it. It's- Sleepless in Seattle. <sighs> Tom Hanks. Oh, have what she's. That's not Tom Hanks. Sleep- what do you mean? Sleepless in Seattle. Yes, that's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is not. In- and Meg Ryan. It's not Tom Meg Hanks. Meg Ryan is in the other one Billy you're Crystal. thinking of. 
Yes, that is uh, when Harry met Sally. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wasn't allowed to watch either of those <laughs> as a child anyway. So. And then, of course, the uh, uh, the 80s classic, 16 Candles. It's a romantic comedy. Is it? Ducky did not get the girl, but, you know, the girl uh, got the guy. I don't know if it's a romantic comedy. We'll it, see. It, it's a coming-of-age movie. Yes. Big Fat Creek Wedding. I like that one. Windex. <laughs> you remember that? No. <laughs> I don't know how I remember these tiny little snippets of these movies, which, uh, like, I can't remember anything else that I've ever done in my whole life, but I can remember little things. Now, if you have a favorite rom-com and you have to get it off your chest, of course, contact us here at Good Girl Gone Boss, and we will talk about it in an upcoming episode. We will. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching GoneBoss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at Schaefer leadership.com if you like what you hear today be sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Has gone gone boss. boss